1: True self defense, the true warrior actually protects on all fronts because most of the time you're going to have more issues with stress and negative emotions, and anxiety is going to be a bigger problem than a bad guy trying to attack you. I mean, yes, we want to learn self defense against a bad guy, but stress is usually going to give you more pain.
0: Stress is the inflammation that robs us of life, energy, and happiness. Today on the Less Stress Life, I have Jason Campbell. And I need you to buckle up a little bit for this bio. I couldn't cut anything out because it was kind of just all really interesting and we like interesting, right? First of all, I met Jason. You might say, people always ask, where do these people come from? I met Jason a few weeks ago at a essentially a microbiome or a functional medicine conference. He was the last speaker. Unfortunately, we could have used him a lot earlier in the day. (laughs) And He gave us the most interesting intro to kind of meditation, breath work, etc. And it's so fascinating how people have their own styles. And I think you'll understand why he has his own style. And we'll get a sampling of that today. So Jason's journey into meditation, music and wellness began 44 years ago at age eight when his teacher told him to never listen to notes, but instead to listen to the space between the notes. He's released over 100 albums, has been number one on multiple Billboard and Amazon charts, and has had five Billboard top five albums in a five-month period in 2019. Today, Jason releases his 40th album in 40 months. I feel like... I don't really know what angel numbers are, but I feel like this is, (laughs) I I feel like that's what this is, where it's like five and five, 40 and 40, so we can talk about that later. Jason is a seventh degree black belt and co-founder of Zen Wellness. His unique perspective on health, wellness, and spiritual growth come from a lifelong study of both music and the ancient arts of Eastern health, medicine, meditation, and enlightenment. He's the director of music for Genius X Virtual Reality, think a masterclass for VR, And he writes music and meditation for other organizations such as Happy, Chili Sleep, Cincinnati Reds, Hero Maker Studios, Focus at Will, Gravy Stack, two and a few. He runs an entrepreneurial mastermind teaching business owners the Zen wellness process of breath and meditation and will release the first breathing course in virtual reality in 2022. I told you I couldn't cut any of this off because it just only gets better (laughs) from here. His whole life has been an effort to combine Eastern arts, meditation, and music. His music and teachings have opened meditation to thousands of people who have never meditated before or have tried meditation and have failed in their effort to simply sit and clear their mind. His most recent endeavor includes purchasing the town of Cleater, Arizona, where he's the sheriff. (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> the historic J.L. Bar Ranch with a small group of visionary investors. As the newly appointed sheriff of Cleeter, he is combining Western culture with Eastern wisdom to create a community committed to uplifting the human spirit. Well, welcome, Jason.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for that incredible bio. Should we just take a break and talk about what's going on in the town of Cleeter for a moment? Just uh, joking. We don't don't really have to.
1: (laughs) But very funny. Where that comes from. It's an old ghost town and you can Google it. It's a very famous town, actually, Cleeter. I mean, there's a bar there. I mean, if you showed up with spurs and a six shooter, you'd fit right in. Sounds like where I'm from. Yeah, it was an old mining town. And at one point there was a school, a railroad, a post office and everything. And now it's a ghost town. People still live there and there's still a bar there in a general store. And we're doing all this cool stuff. We're, we're building a bunch of structures. We're going to have events there and, and a whole bunch of stuff. But East meets West is if you have the sheriff badge, everyone knows the five points of the sheriff badge. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff traditionally is the protector of persons and property. And so we can call that matter, but if we want to take that another step, and if we want to look at, there's a very old concept called the three treasures, which simply means that we're actually made up of three things, matter, energy, and consciousness. Think H2O, solid liquid vapor, you know, ice, water, mist. It's all made up of H2O. And so the matter is everything you can see, touch, feel. Okay, we know that. But the chi is the energy. It's the breath, the emotion, the bioelectric energy, the prana, the ki, the gi. It comes in many words. Let's see, we all know what emotion is and we all agree that emotion exists, but you can't put it in a jar and you can't hold it in your hands, Mm -hmm. but it's very real. And then the last level of it is consciousness. I mean, it's a big range. We can divide it into many things and subdivide it, but basically it's the thoughts. It's the I am the miss. And so the sheriff just protects property. But true self-defense, the true warrior actually protects on all fronts because most of the time you're going to have more issues with stress and negative emotions and anxiety is going to be a bigger problem than a bad guy trying to attack you. I mean, yes, we want to learn self-defense against a bad guy, but stress is usually going to give you more pain than somebody else. So that's what we're doing. It's like the true warrior is on all three fronts. And then the Five stars on one side is the sheriff badge, but then on the other side is the five elements, wood, fire, earth, metal, water, which is just the metaphor for the repeating patterns that's found in nature. Mm -hmm. That was a real short flyover (laughs) of some of the stuff we're doing in (laughs) cleater.
0: Well, you bring up the matter, energy, consciousness. Actually, I want to start with a little bit more of a tangible question, which was you just brought up, we're going to have way more issues of stress and our negative emotions, but so often the barrier that I see or the hardest thing that I encounter is unrealized stress. Where someone says, I have this, but I don't think I can do anything about it. I don't see an exit point. I don't think it's really affecting me that much. But I'm yeah. like, oh, I can see it on you. I do not know how to point it out to your periphery. And so that is like the biggest challenge I see. And what is your thought on that? Your
1: mm, wise thought? Well, that, realized. Yeah. So you so know. this is a lot of the stuff I work with this in my entrepreneurial group, my breath mastery group. Mm-hmm. And so I call this emotional mastery. And Emotional mastery. Here's what it's not is not having any emotions. Good luck with that. And no, I don't have any. No, I never get angry. I rise above everything. That doesn't make any sense because once there's an emotion in you, once you have an anger in you or an anxiety in you, you can't think it away. You can't intellectualize it away. It's going to be there. And if you really go micro into this different emotions hang out in different parts of your body like anger hangs out in your liver anxiety hangs out in your spleen and stomach grief hangs out in your lungs fear hangs out in your kidneys and shock hangs out in your heart and that's part of the five elements wood fire earth metal water which is the metaphor for the repeating pattern so what we want to think of it is okay i was taught this as a child i was taught that this is not my shirt it's the shirt i wear So you think, well, wait a minute. Yes, it's your shirt. Well, from a legal viewpoint, but from spiritual viewpoint, it's not my shirt. You don't own anything because at some point me and this shirt parts ways, but you can take that a step farther. We can say, hey, it's not my house. It's the house I live in. So from spiritual viewpoint, we don't own anything. And I'm not saying get rid of your belongings. Let's be very practical here from a legal viewpoint. from Legal, it's my shirt. It's my car. It's my stuff. It's my microphone. Fine. But if we look at it that way, then we can take emotions. Because if we say emotions, somebody says, I am angry. Well, let's think about that statement. You just identified with anger. And it's actually not correct. You're not angry. You might have anger type energy running through you right now but you're not that vibrational frequency that we call anger. Actually, you're a little dollop of consciousness or a little dollop of God that gets to temporarily hang out in this big bag of levers, pulleys, circuit boards, flesh, meat, bones, water, fluids called a body. Really, You could even say, hey, this isn't my body. It's the body I live in. Because at some point, you and the body part ways and the body have to give it back. We have this weird lease agreement with our body. So okay, back to emotional mastery. The so subtle shift of I'm not angry, I have anger energy running through me, creates a little dollop of space between you and the vibrational frequency that we call anger. And it just softens it, it's still there, but there's a little bit of space not identifying with it. So if you say, okay, I'm not anxious, but I do have anxiety type energy running through me. Well, now you're more empowered. Now you can actually, well, it's just an energy running through me because you have a story that creates it. And sometimes you don't even need a story. Some people, if you have a lot of stress and anxiety, you don't even need a reason. You can just flood your body through it, but there's the story. And then there's the energy and there's ways that you can purge the energy. It's like wringing out a dish rag and get it out of you that has nothing to do with the story of why it was there. It's almost two separate things. There's the story that triggers it and then there's just the actual energy. So if we look at just the energy, hey, you got some dark energy in you, well, let's clean it out. It's like cleaning your kitchen. Your kitchen's a mess right now. Okay, well, let's roll up our sleeves and let's do something about it and let's clean it and we can do that. They're two separate things. Now, yes, is it a good idea to maybe make a lifestyle change or some type of change that's creating it fine, but they're not the same, which is very empowering once you make that realization.
0: Mm -hmm. It feels like curiosity, right? It's, oh, I'm having this experience, but I am not this experience. I am not angry, or I'll put it in the context of the stress. I have stress-like energy running through me, but I am not stressed out,
1: right? (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yes.
0: So, it is staying curious. I think about this, you're saying emotional mastery. I've been really intrigued by the term self-regulation recently. And self-regulation can look like, as I think through my own life, it can be around food and just wanting to eat it all, right? Because we love it. It's delicious and wanting everything. It can look like, oh, well, I am someone who wants to go all in without kind of, again, having self-regulation. So, I've really been thinking about self-regulation and when you bring up emotional mastery. It reminds me further of it. Are these different or really the same?
1: It does very similar. What we do in the breath mastery uh, training, first we purge, then we regulate, then we ignite. Mm. So you purge it. And the first thing we do is we want to get the negative crap out. It's like if you have a glass of water and there's dirt in the water, let's say it's halfway filled. Well, before we put in more water, let's clean it out. Let's get the dirt out. And so that's what we do. We do that with the breath and we purge with the breath. And I mean, there's movement also we do, but the simplest way to start, the lowest hanging fruit is always with the breath, even before you start a sitting meditation. I start everyone with breath work because in the beginning, we get a faster result with the breath work, but there's three types of meditation, sitting, standing, and moving. And then we Mm. do a a whole series, but you can sit and do it. So we purge everything and then we regulate the breath. when you regulate the breath, it's also regulating your nervous system and you're just making it even, you're making it smooth. And then after we do that, it's regulated. Then we fire it up and we pump energy. (laughs) We bring a lot of energy into it. So you have the juice, the prana, the chi to get done whatever you need to get done. Because stress can suck out a lot of your energy, especially if you have kids. See, my kids are grown. They're 20 and 22. So I'm in a little different situation. But raising kids, and especially if you're running a business and if you're doing all the things you're doing, it you can feel completely exhausted at the end of the day or even during the day. And that's because you didn't fill up your energetic bank account.
0: Which you're saying start breath work at the beginning of the day. And I know we're going to talk about I want to talk about breath work and I want to ask you about movement and music. But before we kind of go into that, you brought up a concept, you brought up some concepts at the beginning that didn't maybe feel tangible the people. And you were talking about matter, energy, consciousness. What I love about you is you can describe, you know, you say prana, chi, whatever. You run us through all the potential words, depending on whose (laughs) viewpoint it is. And one thing that was really interesting to me when you spoke at the conference, so there can be kind of a divide between spiritual and religious, and you tied those together in those ways. You said, oh, if you believe in Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And why I bring this up is because some people, that's a, one of the blocks, right? Where it's like, I am afraid to get in some of this woo or spirituality or breathwork or all these things because it feels separated. And you tied it all together beautifully. Can you speak to that for a second? I actually... Can't remember what it was about. Was maybe it was matter, earth, consciousness. Yeah,
1: that was it. Was the three treasures: matter, energy, and consciousness. In, in the Asian words, are jing, chi, and shun You don't have to remember them. Just remember the meaning. But if you were raised Catholic, you were raised with this principle: the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. The Father is the spirit. The Son is the matter, and the Holy Ghost is the chi, is the energy. Even in the Old Testament, they say, you know, then he gave up the ghost. Well, yeah, the chi left. And then that's it. Then th- your life is over. So these concepts have been around for thousands of years in many different cultures, mm-hmm. but the frame is different. And look, there's many paths up the mountain. It doesn't matter how you get there. If, you know, you like religion and that, you know, whatever religion speaks to you, then you roll with that. And if it doesn't speak to you and you, you go with some more spiritual and it's weird. We could talk all day about what the difference is and, eh, you know, spiritual religion. Don't even get caught on the words because the words, don't even matter. Because even you know if we're even going to use the word God, see 2,500 years ago, this really smart dude wrote this book. His name was Lao Tzu. And he wrote what was called the Tao Te Ching. It was a very, very famous book. And there's 81 chapters. And in the first chapter, he says, look, we're going to talk about God. He doesn't use the word God. The word he uses Tao, T-A-O. But again, let's not get caught on the word. But when we're using a word, it's all wrong. And what does that mean? The finite mind Can't understand the infinite, Hmm. the infinite which is God, is infinite, but our little minds are finite. So it's not something that can be understood. And if we're going to take a concept like God and put it into words, words are just five hours in compressed air. And we can do this combination of them. and We use this to communicate, which you really, it's a very clumsy way of communicating. If you really think about it, it's all wrong. So the old saying, the finger that points at the moon is not the moon. So a lot of times it's easy to look at the finger and not look at the moon. So you have to look to what it points to. So we're going to use this word, but it just points to what it is. It's not it. Now, I know this might seem kind of obvious and might seem kind of silly, but it's not something that can be understood. It is something that can be felt, it's something that can be experienced, something that can be even channeled, and it's something that can be connected with. But the finite mind can't understand God. And I will say this looking for God is like a fish looking for water. You're already there funny analogy there. But one of the things we do, because we have a mountain, we have 400 acres, we have this mountain and we take and part of our training and retreats, we actually go up the mountain, we take up the mountain. And so if we look historically, well, why did the historical figures always go to the top of the mountain to find God? Interesting question. They usually didn't go to like the 34th floor of a skyscraper. They usually didn't go down in the valley. It was always going up to the mountain. Well, does God exist more in the mountain than he does on the base? Well, back to the fish analogy. No, of course not. But what happens is by the act of going up the mountain, you become ready to hear. Your mind gets clear. All the crap gets flushed out of your body, even just the physical stuff. And you're even usually exhausted by the time you get up there because ah. And then you can rest in and then you can hear a lot clearer than you can before the journey.
0: I just think it's great. There's so many ways to, as you say, go up the mountain. There's always so many ways to arrive at the same thing. And when you use different words, sometimes they resonate with different people. And what I think is that we're all so much more similar than we are different. And so, when we kind of use, when you use all of the words that kind of encompass every type of theology, so to speak, maybe, <laughs> it is just very inclusive to all of the people. It's it's not a thing that is so distant. and unattainable, right? As we often think about with meditation and breath work, if we've never done it, never experienced it or tried and so to speak failed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I work with a lot of people that that have failed, that that come to us that failed, because here's usually what happens. If you're an entrepreneur or even a parent or someone that considers themselves busy, and I don't like the word busy, bees and beavers are busy. You might be highly scheduled, but always be present. mm -hmm. So... But if you have, or if you're highly scheduled, if you have a lot of going on, or if you feel scattered, what sometimes happens, is like, okay, everyone's talking about meditation. Let's do meditation. And I need to meditate. So you close your eyes and maybe you take a course or get some instruction. And then 20 seconds into it, you start to get stressed. Mm-hmm. Because, well, wait a minute, I got all this stuff to do. What the hell am I doing just sitting here? Okay, I could be doing this. I got this whole laundry list of things to do. Okay, clear your mind. Okay, but I got these things to do. And by the end of a couple minutes, you're more stressed. It's exciting. And that's what happens. It's like, screw this. I can't do this. I don't have time to meditate. Yes. When when I was teaching this 25 years ago, we would say, okay, you know, we teach meditation and we say, do 40 minutes in the morning and 40 minutes in the night. And everyone would say, uh, okay. And they'd actually do it. Well, yeah, try that now. Uh, No one's going to do that now. So here's, so what's the solution to that? Well, that's why what I said a few moments ago, I like to start with the breath work. Because the breath work is active and the breath work will put you in the now. Because then you say, well, what is meditation? You know, why should I be meditating? What does that even mean? Real simple. We have between 50,000 and 80,000 thoughts a day. 99% of them are the same thoughts we had yesterday. So we get into this skipped record. And what it also means is most of the thoughts that you got going on aren't necessary for you. They don't improve your reality. Actually, they fill your head with stuff. The the whole mindfulness industry is actually wrong. And what do I mean by that? Think about it. Mindful. Who wants to put more stuff in your mind? usually everyone's mind is already full. So I'm going to go take a class and being mindful. Wait a minute. It's crazy in between your ears. (laughs) What's going on now? You don't need to fill it up. You actually need to empty it. Really should be called mind emptiness. And that actually came from a mistranslation of a Buddhist scholar in 1910. T.W. Davis translated the word sati, which probably a better translation would be awareness. And he translated it to mindfulness. Can't blame the guy. It was 100 years ago. And a lot of times the scholars know of it. They don't know it. Like they know how to write about it. And most of them, not all of them, some of them actually know it. But usually the scholars aren't the people that, are, that really are doing the meditation. Um, so I, it was 1910. It was a new time, but that word stuck. And so if you really think about it, the whole word is wrong. <laughs> the whole industry is actually upside down.
0: Cross it out. Mind empty, not mindful. We're already full of mind. Right. Mind empty.
1: So that's why if you start with the breath work, if you do some simple breathing, and I can if you want to do a little three minute breathing exercise, I can for if you're if you're listening, because there's a conversation of three right now. It's you know, you, me, and then and then the listener. So I'll I'll talk to, you know, the listener. If you want to go through a little three minute meditation, I'll put you in the now because okay, back to the fifty to eighty thousand thoughts a day. What you're learning in meditation is to stop thinking. It's that simple. That's it turn the off switch. And when you have a moment of not thinking, well, that's sati, that's awareness. Your awareness level is fierce. You hear everything, you smell everything, you can touch and feel because you're not cluttered in your mind. And so it's getting to the point of not thinking. And that's where you can be super, super creative. I mean, that's why I'm able to produce the amount of music that I produce. I go to the place of nothing, of no thought. And then from no thought, something always arises. So, again, there's a lot of different ways to get there. It doesn't matter how you get there. It just matters that you do get there.
0: Can't have. It seems that we cannot have creativity without some space between the notes, right?
1: That's the secret. Because if you're a creative type, you tend to be nonlinear in your thinking. If you are like a COO, if you're into operations, you tend to be linear, in your thinking. And everyone kind of has a, like, what's your natural mojo? As an entrepreneur, it's good to have both. (laughs) You got to be, you have to be a little bit linear or get people on your team that can be linear and take all your crazy ideas and make them real. Like making, getting stuff done is linear, but you got to be creative, which is of course not linear.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, let's do this three minute meditation. Okay. And are you bringing, and if you want, I don't know if you're queuing this up. I'm curious how music actually fits into meditation. Does it help fill in some of those, that uncomfortable space? Does it sit? Does it create something in our brain? Does it shift something? Because it's very powerful when we add, which is really your yeah. part of your special sauce.
1: Oh my goodness. We can have another hour conversation on that question. So let mm-hmm. me see if I can give you a All really right. honest answer. All right, on cool. Okay. The first sense that develops in the womb is our ears. Mm-hmm. And so, of the five senses, the hearing comes first. And the first thing we hear is mom's heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And that has a rhythm gung 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 like that. That's why when mom is nice and chill, good for baby. If mom is stressed out, not necessarily as good for baby, but baby will make it. So the ears connect into the kidneys. The kidneys are the batteries of the body. Think like two Duracells, you know, behind our body, like a toy soldier. And so we want the kidneys to have energy. And if we have any type of, you know, frequency between 20 Hertz and 20,000 Hertz, we perceive that as sound. But here's the interesting thing. Everyone has had chills with music but it's been a different song. If we have 100 people, hey, what gave you chills? There'd probably be 100 different answers. Mm-hmm. So that vibrational frequency penetrates and it moves in us. The ancient Chinese character for medicine was the combination of two characters, herbs and music. Mm-hmm. And it was sound. You know, And then we can get all philosophical and we can say, we used to think about this as a kid. When a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it, does it make a sound. And I remember as a kid, I couldn't figure that out. But actually, if you really think about it, the answer is obvious, which is no, it doesn't make a sound. It makes a wave. Hmm. It only makes a sound when there is someone there to hear it or a surrogate like a recording device can hear it. And then that wave, that moving of air is translated into a sound. So it's a funny thing what we perceive as sound, but then there's sounds like the earth vibrates at a, a frequency about eight beats per second. We can't hear that low. Anything under 20, we can't hear low. Elephants talk at around nine or 10 beats per second. And you have dog whistles, you know, dogs hear like 50,000 Hertz that we can't hear. So I think that that was the short answer. My goodness, i do you like mm-hmm. the long answer on that one?
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there. It's an underwhelming word for it, but it's fascinating right? It's fascinating if you stop and, and you stop and consider it. And I'm so called to herbs. And so I love when you talk about how herbs and music was essential. I don't know how you described it. You you said that was the pieces that they used.
1: The character for medicine was two characters, herbs and music. Mm. So we're using music and you use sound because it can be used for medicine. Also, music can be used as poison. Anything that can be used for medicine that can also be used for poison. Mm. So let's do this. Let's do a three-minute. Okay. And especially if you've never meditated before or feel like you've meditated and failed before, let's do a little three-minute challenge. and. Mastery is not to be found in perfection. Mastery is just to be found in presence. And so what we're going to do, we're going to do some breathing. I'll tell you what to do. Uh, We're going to do some, I call it primal breathing, which is going to be a... Just take deep breaths, breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your mouth or your nose. At another time, there's more details that we can get into, but that's not the point now. Then we're going to hold the exhalation only 24 seconds, but that's where the mastery comes in. We're going to squeeze everything out and hold it. And it's called intermittent hypoxia. And what it does is we're actually, you you bring the blood oxygen level down, then we're going to pop it back up and then bring it down. And if you're new to this, there's a really good chance that your lizard brain is going to kick in and your lizard brain is going to say, what the hell are you doing to me? Oh my God, you're going to die. Blah, 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 blah. That's okay. You'll make it. But part of strengthening your nervous system is you can have your lizard brain, you know very loud maybe and you just stay nice and nice and calm so ultimately this is a form of medicine are we ready to roll i want to do it rock and roll okay let's do this
0: jason has a very complex
1: background yeah, that's this is why he
0: right. sounds sound so good
1: okay here we go I'm trying to navigate zoom here this should work okay inhale exhale Inhale. Exhale. Okay, now we're gonna do primal breath. Here we go. In. Exhale. In. This is the pace. In. Okay. Big breath in. Now exhale all the way. Don't breathe out. Keep exhaling. Exhale a little more. Hold the exhalation. Okay. Drop your shoulders. Neck is relaxed. Don't breathe in yet. Smile. We're almost there. See if you can tighten your lower abdomen. Inhale. Okay, hold the inhalation. We're going to do 30 seconds. And the mastery here is keeping your neck relaxed, your shoulders relaxed, and there's a little tension. Okay, round two. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. This is the pace. In. Last breath. Here we go. Big breath in. Exhale all the way second and final round so keep your stomach tight your shoulders dropped wiggle your toes smile we're almost there don't breathe in yet Congratulations. You just did three minutes.
0: And if you're a perfectionist, it can feel a little uncomfortable at first, right? And intentional hypoxia, or there's a, there's some other words for it too, as there always is more, yeah, more words for everything, right? That can be not easy on the first time. Right.
1: No, it's, it's usually very challenging. And if, and if you didn't make it, that's okay.
0: Just so, rewind I mean, and do it again.
1: Just Yeah. Kidding. And the only thing, well, well for, for real, and the only thing that's important is that you're just present mm-hmm. because just being in your body, because there's a really good chance is that within that three minutes, if you fully engaged that for a moment you stopped thinking. Incessant voice in the head, the converse, the inner dialogue that you're probably having right now, listening to our conversation, stopped for a moment. And when you can build the muscle of an off switch to stop thinking, that's a game changer in your life. It's a game changer in your happiness, in your creativity, in your overall wellness, your ability to listen, your ability to communicate, your ability to think clearly and even communicate clearly, all gets dramatically enhanced when you have that off switch.
0: At first, though, there's discomfort that comes first, right? We're uncomfortable right. with silence and quiet. And so is the antidote to discomfort to sit through it until it's not uncomfortable?
1: Yeah, usually. It's, yeah. It's, and, and be okay. See, I mean, also part of emotional mastery is being able to sit with uncomfortable feelings. Because mm. look, you have uncomfortable feelings. It's going to happen. If happiness can only exist with its opposite. If you're happy all the time, you're never happy. It's like if everything is blue, it's no longer blue. You need a dollop of the opposite, whatever word we want to use for the opposite of happiness, but you need that to create happiness. It's yin and yang. Mm. It's a tomato in a fertilizer. There's no tomato without fertilizer. And, you know, and there's a a cycle. Oh, I just want to be happy all the time. Well, good luck with that. And if someone tells you they're happy all the time, they're either, you know, delusional or dishonest. It's one of the two. I've been practicing this for years and I've done all every Zen meditation and I still experience unhappiness. I still experience dark emotions and I don't know, I haven't seen anyone that doesn't Mm -hmm. do that. And so there's just an honesty there and you, you know, you sit with them, you purge them, you let them run through you. And ultimately you can turn dark emotions into power Mm -hmm. back to the fertilizer turning into a tomato. (laughs) That's what you can do so it doesn't just sit and fester and create problems.
0: So we talked a little bit about breath work and real briefly I want to acknowledge the other two steps, which is one was movement. And there is some thought around storing trauma and like doing movement and helping purge yeah. that, right? Yeah. Will you tell us a little bit more about it if we're uh, unfamiliar?
1: Yeah. Well, ultimately there's three types of meditation. And this is what we teach is it's sitting, standing, and moving meditation. And What you want to do, ultimately, with the moving meditation, you want to get the chi and the blood from your big toe into your pinky, and that's the extremities. There's an old saying: death begins in the big toe because that's it's the farthest away from the body, and so we want to circulate the energy and just get everything moving and circulating. See, stagnation is not your friend, and over forty inflammation. Is not your friend. So we have to keep everything moving. And when things get stuck, things get stagnant. The chi gets stuck, the blood gets stuck, the energy gets stuck, or your thoughts get stuck, or your emotions get stuck. We got to purge. We got to keep everything moving. And so when you move, I like to think of it as wringing out a dish rag. You just squeeze, twist, and turn, and you just. Basically, rinse out the crap and the you know the emotional stuff and all the stuff that you don't need. Mm. You get rid of it because we understand back to matter energy consciousness. We understand on a matter energy that something goes in, something goes out. We have bathrooms for that; things go out. We understand you have to purge. But the same works on a chi level, on an energy level. You have to purge energy. See, there's no like chi bathrooms or emotional bathrooms that we can go into and just okay, just have a quiet moment and get it out. What you need to get out and come out, and everything's okay. Well, we don't have that, but you still need to purge. And so you got to find your own way to purge and to get out. And that's really what we do with the movement. And movement is done with breath, movement, and intention. So it's not just movement. Like if you go to the gym, if you want to basically double the results approximately, double the results that you get in a gym, add two components without any more time, add the breath, add the intention. So when you're doing a movement, whatever, a curl, let's say, you you breathe as you're pulling it up. Into you, like as you're exerting force, exhale. And then the third thing you do is close your eyes and put your mind intent right into the muscle that you're working. And it's just right there, not looking at anyone else around the gym or anything. There's so many distractions. You just put mind in. So if you add breath and then mind, which we can call that intention, along with the movement, if I could clone you you know, for the next six months, one does that and then the other one sits and does all the physical movement while watching the television or watching other people in the gym, it's a huge result that you'll get in a few months.
0: Yeah, breath doubles, triples,
1: whatever the mean, ROI. That leaves the body through breath, by the way. So if you want to deal with weight loss, you got to breathe. You breathe it out. That's like the the physics of it because you say where does fat go? <laughs> a physicist, a physicist asked that. He did this whole study on that and he concluded out through the mouth, out through the breath.
0: <laughs> Don't forget to breathe. <clears throat> well, I want to get to where people can find you online, but one of the things that you do, you're an interesting person online, right? You're all over Spotify. If people were intrigued by the music that they just heard, which made the meditation or the breath work so much more it just made it natural, more easy, right? Because it felt like, I know you do some virtual reality things. It feels like you're in a, feels like you're sitting in a immersive theater or something, right? So it's a really interesting take on it. So I know you have these like little speakers for music and kind of what's the intention around that? Because your music is very unique and cool.
1: Okay. It's kind of a big a big question. You know, you can know I know. Can I know. Me, <laughs> you can find me at zenpiano.com. That's the easiest way. And then there's also, I mean, we have Zen Wellness as well. But the Zen Piano is the easiest way. And you know, it's a funny thing. I'm actually not on social media. I mean, I'm on Spotify because uh, my publisher puts my, my albums up, but I don't, spend time on social media. So you won't find me there. Social media scrambles my brain. So I don't like being on it. And that's yeah. not to say anyone else shouldn't be on it. That's just I stay away from it. And exactly. I don't need it as a business model. Some people need it as a business model. So I don't um, my business works just great without social media. And so I think, well, you asked a few questions there is <laughs> what, what the music does. Like like that song, the little three minute song, I, mean, I wrote that for that specific breath work. It's like a custom suit. And so I have all types of little breathing exercises where the music is, it's like a custom score for it that three minutes, five minutes, seven minutes, whatever it is, you put in the headphones, you close your eyes and you just do the work. And it's really amazing if you make those like a little tiny wellness break or a you can call it a wellness break, or how about a uh, an investment in you? You make a little, or another word I'll say is a deposit into your energetic bank account Mm -hmm. because you're spending energy, but you've got to make deposits. And when you do that type of breath work, you make a deposit, and that's an introduction to meditation. Mm -hmm. That was a form of meditation that we did. It was active. It wasn't sitting. But once you start to do that and you get comfortable with that, and we develop the off switch, Then maybe we sit for three minutes and do like a three-minute meditation. But with entrepreneurs, I, I throw in an intention. You set one intention, like the intention for the day. Just one can be big, can be small, whatever. You set your mind. It's like shooting a arrow out into the universe of intention. And then you let it go. You forget it. You let all the internal turbidity drop. And that's how I uh, do meditation with entrepreneurs. But we'll even start with like three minutes after you do breath work and possibly after you do movements so that the mind gets clear.
0: I know that everyone... Listeners tell me, this sounds great, Jason, but where do I start? And you're like, well, I just gave you a three-minute thing. And so if people are going out and they're like, okay, but I'm trying to figure out actually where to start from Jason and he's got all of these albums, are there some of them that have... Three minute, five minute, etc. thing, so they can practice.
1: The press yeah, work you, know on what their own. you start start with the website. I believe if you opt in on the website, we send you a little five minute track on there that you can start with, and then you can inquire for you know if you want to go more or look at one of our courses. It's on the website, or if just reach out to us. There's a an email there that you can reach out to us.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to give you one last opportunity to bestow some wisdom on us because and and I was even going to ask you about when this started, but it was in your bio, right? The space between the notes. And so if someone's listening to this and saying, this is a different way that I've ever thought about this, and I've always struggled with meditation, what do you want to say to that person?
1: Okay, well, there's a few things. The space in between the notes. If you go look up any of my Zen piano albums, like on Spotify, Jason Campbell's Zen piano, I do a new album, The Fourth Friday of every month, so if you just look one of those up or just get the most recent one, put on some headphones, each song is three minutes, close your eyes and focus on the space, not the notes. Mm-hmm. And it's a really amazing little three-minute meditation that you go, because they're all translations. They're actually, there's a wisdom teaching in every song that's based on a 6,000-year-old language called the I Ching, and it's, it's it's like a musical translation of an old language of symbols that I do. I put that together. So it's where I have over 100 albums. Actually, I didn't write anything. It was written 6,000 years ago. I'm just a translator. Is how I mean, I have to put my name on the album, because who else's name is going to go on it? But when I look at it, I didn't really write anything. It's like Michelangelo, when he was making statues or sculptures, he would say, I didn't do anything. I just removed everything that wasn't there. Mm. It actually already existed. And so that's kind of my approach, my approach with the music. That's one very simple way that you can do this. Like it's an entry point, an entry point into now. You mentioned the speaker. So I have these Zen Piano speakers. I have them for, there are no Wi-Fi, no Bluetooth. Uh, I have one for sleep. I have one for pets. I have one for just for like creativity where you just put on the speaker. It's like a set it and forget it type of thing sleep speaker is pretty popular because it was uh it does help knock you out at night the music was all recorded at midnight mm-hmm. and so energy there's a vibrational frequency in there of sleep the one for pets actually it was my dog gave me the idea because she would always go under the piano when i start playing little uh piano info the best seat in the house is actually underneath a piano if you have a grand piano because you feel on your chest and so my dog just sits there Actually I'll come home sometimes she'll be under the piano waiting for me to play. She just goes underneath it. And so I put together a whole series could put it for your pets. Like you just set again set it and forget it. When you leave for the day, put the speaker on. Your pets will just be a little happier. It's like over 24 hours of music on that one.
0: I think these are so useful. Such good ideas. And Christmas is coming up and everyone's dog needs a speaker of Jason's (laughs) piano music. (laughs) But in reality, listening to the album and listening for the space between the notes is such a cool exercise or takeaway or tangible thing that someone can do today, which is helpful. Jason, thank you for sharing a brief culmination of the last 44 years of your life <laughs> with us today and helping us understand that meditation is not out of reach and it can be active in three minutes and you start somewhere. Well, thanks so much for coming on.
1: Yeah. Hey, Krista, thank you so much for having me on. And also, let's remember that meditation starts even with one breath. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you don't think you can meditate? Oh, you didn't even make it through the three minutes of breathing. Okay, do this right now. Close your eyes, breathe in, breathe out, <sighs> open your eyes you just meditated for the day. Congratulations.
0: Perfection. Everyone <laughs> will love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sharing and reviewing this podcast is the best way to help us succeed with our mission to help integrate the best of East and West and empower you to raise the bar on your health story. Just go to review this podcast.com forward slash less stressed life. That's review this forward slash less stressed life. And you'll be taken directly to a page where you can insert your review and hit post.